the time is nine o'clock and you're listening to chme 106.9 fm hello and welcome to tantrumar report on chma 106.9 fm and chmafm.com we're broadcasting from sackville new brunswick the heart of the maritimes on the traditional and unceded lands of the mi'kmaq people i'm erica butler it's friday november 17th on today's show Look, that is the nub of politics right there, right? There's rarely a policy that has universal support. Liberal leader and leader of the official opposition, Susan Holt, was in Sackville on Thursday addressing a class of Mount Allison political science students. CHMA listened in and brings you some highlights. That's coming up right after some news and information briefs. A quick decision by Tanchamar Council on Tuesday will mean the Visitor Information Center on Mallard Drive will get a new deck before the year is out. Council approved a bid from Oliver Earl Contracting to build the new deck with composite material for about $37,000. Ron Kelly Spurls, Manager of Tourism and Development, said the current deck needed replacing for safety reasons and that staff recommended going with composite material over wood due to the better durability. Kelly Spurls also said the budget for the project had been previously approved by Council. Tanchamar Council passed a number of budget resolutions this week, setting capital and operating budget spending, as well as tax rates for the municipality. But the slew of motions also included one that commits Council to reviewing how it divvies up the fiscal responsibility for some of the services that are deemed shared. As Treasurer Michael Beale explained, when the cost of running the municipality is allocated to different areas, the share covered by LSDs or local service districts is calculated at 90%, a decision made by the provincial consultant who was hired to create Tanchamar's first budget. So the shared service model says that as you go further from the central core services, um, the local service districts should pay less for some of those shared services. Um, the 90% was chosen by the province, and we don't know why that was chosen. Uh, there's no rationale, there's no reason. Uh, it is now entirely up to the municipality. So recommendation number three is that staff will undergo a review of the 90% cost share model for shared services and local service districts that the province implemented in 2023, and that this be completed prior to the 2025 budget. So should it be 90 should it be 80? Should it be 100? Um, I think it needs to, and it's not, it's not a quick analysis. It's going to take some time. Therefore, we recommend, uh, the staff will recommend that we undergo this and this be presented likely in the summer months of 2024 in preparation for the 2025 budget. The analysis of the cost share ratio will take place sometime in 2024 and will present an opportunity to discuss the fairness of the municipality's tax system. Residents of local service districts are facing increasing tax rates over the next few years as LSDs take on more of the costs associated with municipal services. Now on to today's feature. A group of Mount Allison political science students got a first-hand account of political life on Thursday morning from New Brunswick's leader of the official opposition, Susan Holt. Holt visited Dr. Mario Levesque's Canadian public policy class to talk about policymaking from the perspective of the official opposition and the New Brunswick Liberal Party, and then stayed for an Ask Me Anything chat with a group of students at Gracie's Cafe. Holt gave a primer on her career to date, talking about how she got into politics after years working in both private and NGO sectors. Holt said she grew up in Frank McKenna's New Brunswick, In fact, she lived on the same street as the former premier, who dominated political life in the province from 1987 to 1997. 
She first ran for the Liberals in 2018, but lost to Green leader David Kuhn. Then in 2021, a news conference by Premier Blaine Higgs, in which he falsely described a Wallistaquay land title claim as impacting every single landowner in the province, made Holt's blood boil and was the impotence she needed to get back in the political ring. Turns out there's a Liberal leadership race going on. There's a couple people in the fray. Looked at both of them and thought neither of those people connect with me in the New Brunswick that I'm interested in. I don't think either of them are going to walk a path of reconciliation that I think our province needs um, or bring us into the future. So talk to some friends, talk to some family, um, talk to some liberals to see if they could tolerate me uh, and decided to jump into the race uh, and was thrilled on August 6th to be chosen as the first woman to lead the Liberal Party of New Brunswick. Um, and then was thrilled that the people of Bathurst chose me to be their MLA uh, in order to be the leader of the official opposition. Holt was frank in her description of how parties come up with policy, noting that opposition parties are often stuck responding to bills and motions put forward by government or key issues of the day. As parties and as in politics, we sort of live and die by the news cycle and the feeling of the moment. Um, we've learned over time that elections are decided uh, by people with short memories on an issue of the moment. So a lot of the stuff that we do right now isn't going to make a difference or play out come next October or next spring. Um, so we do spend a lot of time in reactive mode because trying to be on the issue that people are talking about at the water cooler, that the media is writing about, um, is, is, is one of the only ways to sort of get heard or get known, trying to get an issue that we care about, attention, if it's not already being discussed, is harder. Um, and so we, we choose to do that if we think it's, if it's big enough, if we think we can get the attention, if we think it's meaningful enough or if it's core to our values. But we do spend a ton of time trying to read the tea leaves, right? Like what's the issue of the moment? How quickly can we grab perspective on it and put something together that's meaningful? So, I mean, maybe the, I don't know if it's a big revelation to the room today is that like policymaking is not deep in years or, right, it's not something that is as rigorous as you might hope or as we all might wish. Uh, a lot of it is happening like quick and fast, um, sadly, uh, because of the way that the cycles work and because of the way that humans sort of pay attention and don't pay attention and make decisions. So, Levesque asked Holt about the culture in the Liberal caucus and whether it was consensus-based or leaned towards a more hierarchical approach to decision-making. Holt didn't rule out pulling rank on caucus members, but contrary to her counterpart Blaine Higgs' authoritative style, Holt painted a picture of a consensus-based model with her colleagues, not that she doesn't still get her way. I certainly am persuasive. So when there's something that I, <laughs> it's probably the way to put it. If there's something that I want to put on the table, then I sell it. Um, and generally caucus maybe because they want to be ministers in the future tend to, <laughs> tend to go with it. But actually I have a couple of caucus members who are known to be my challengers, right? They make a point to challenge and, and to test um, I'm certainly thankful that on some major issues, like when the question of 713 first landed and we sat around the caucus table and said, this is what's happening. What does everybody think? We knew it was going to be challenging for some caucus members in some ridings based on their constituency, but 100% of caucus could see the black and white in terms of 
right and what, what was right or wrong about this and give full support to that one. The same goes for abortion, right? We, like, we are universally supportive of repealing 8420 and increasing access. That's a you know, black and white 100% of caucus supports. Whereas, you know, we debated the taking the PST off of electricity, right? And and that's a, it's a blunt, less than progressive tool. Is that where we want to go? We had our recommendations on the food and fuel benefit, right? So it's mostly debate. I haven't done, I haven't had to or haven't chosen to, because usually we can get there. If you just, if you work with caucus, if you talk to them, if you give people time, we have had a few times where we've left a meeting without consensus. And so the decision is to sleep on it. Right, and then we come back the next day and say, "Okay, is everybody in a place where they can be comfortable with this?" And so, yeah. Okay. Now that's with a caucus of sixteen. Sure. Imagine it'll look different if it's a caucus of thirty. Holt talked a lot about the level of engagement with experts and other and others outside of government to help make sure policies have the right effect. One Mount Allison student wondered how Holt handled people who strongly disagreed with the direction the Liberals were taking on issues, using the debate over a rent cap something Holt says she supports, as an example. Look, that is the nub of politics right there, right? There's rarely a policy that has universal support. If it did, it would be, government would put it through, right? The complexities are when you have something that some people support and some people don't, and figuring out where you land on an issue like that. So we did talk to the Apartment Owners Association. They did express that they're not fans of rent cap and they didn't want to see that in place. Um, and we took that feedback seriously and, and heard their concerns about how they thought it might impact the ability to develop um, and, and, and considered, right, looked, looked around the country at other places that have rent caps in place, looked at the data in New Brunswick about what happened when we had a rent cap and how that impacted buildings, looked at who the policy was meant to impact um, and who has maybe the power or the advantage and and what we're trying to do with the policy and decided in this case that we still thought it was a good idea, even though it might, we didn't have data to support that it would tamper building. We understood that it would limit profits um, from, from developers and landlords uh, and accepted that trade-off. And ever since, right, I, I go to sessions like this, where was I at the Alma Club in Moncton and had a developer ask, like, how do you justify a rent cap policy? And, and we know when we make those decisions that we're going to have to talk to people who aren't in support. Um, and so that's, those are the political decisions as you weigh up what lines up with the values of our party, what do we think is fair and right, what, you know, where are the votes we want to win, where are the votes we want to lose, if I want to get really political about it. Um, and, and make those decisions case by case. So that's, and that's, that is the real, like, that's the art or the science of politics is figuring out these people are for, these people are against, where are we and why, and how do you use both your sort of party's values and stance and what you're trying to do for the province to guide where you land on those. Students also asked Holt about handling disagreement within her own party and caucus. Holt said she doesn't intend to require liberal MLAs to publicly agree on all matters. I've been told from folks that I'm opening a can of worms by suggesting that we, you know, we not whip votes except for on platform and confidence motions and that we encourage. I just had this conversation with a candidate in Kent North, right, who has strong views on glyphosate, wants to ban glyphosate. Our party has not landed on a ban glyphosate position. We think it should be reduced and controlled differently. 
Um, and she and I talked about how she would handle that. And I was like, you tell people you want to ban glyphosate and that you're working to convince the party to do it, but that the party position is this and that her role is going to be to actively try to advance that. And, you know, you don't make promises that the party will ban it if we haven't committed to that, but you can express your individual view on it. And, um, and I think that will also help us restore some of the trust in politicians because people think politicians are just there to spew a party line and not actively represent their constituents. And I think we need to flip that back. As much as Holt seems to be passionate about politics and policymaking, one story she tells shook her faith in the system well before she ever decided to become part of it. While working for the Jobs Board Secretariat on Economic Policy, Holt found herself in the legislature supporting then-Liberal Minister Rick Doucette on a bill to reduce regulatory burden for companies. And so we put forward this act, and to their credit, the Conservative opposition at the time had gone through with a fine-tooth comb and had tons of suggestions to amend it. Um, Some of them were, like, grammatical, right? Like, you say he here, and we think it should be he, she, right? Like, great, fine, like, makes sense, let's amend that, except that And this was my first time sitting beside a minister supporting them defending uh, a bill. So when the first amendment came forward and Minister Doucette was like, what do we think? I was like, that sounds reasonable to me. I don't know why we wouldn't accept that. I said, okay, let's go into the antechamber. Off we go into the antechamber to ask, okay, this is an amendment. Can we accept it? And he looked at me like, what? Accept an amendment? We don't have any drafters here. He's like, well, what? So... It's like, we can't accept their amendment. I was like, it's a good amendment. Well, but there's nobody here to do that. I was like, so are we presuming that we will not accept any of their amendments? Yeah. I was like, okay, well, what's the point of this then? Like, if if they've done all this work and have viable amendments that we think would make the bill better, and you're telling me we don't have drafters, we don't have, we don't have the ability to accept and improve the thing on the floor, what are we here for, right? I really had this, like crisis that day thinking like this is bullshit that like all of these people all the MLAs the staff like had spent their time putting stuff together that would have made it better and we just said no we don't we don't we don't want to didn't presume we would never considered we would accept an amendment because we had a majority government we're just going to push this thing through and there it'll stand unimproved because of a, a block of like you can't accept an opposition's amendment like they're just that just seemed to be, I don't know. It it shook some of my faith in the system that day, and maybe it's partly why I'm here because it inspired me to be like, this isn't right. Like, how do we make this better? That's liberal and official opposition leader Susan Holt speaking to a class of Mount Allison students on Thursday morning. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Friday, November seventeenth. In light of the continuing Facebook ban on Canadian news outlets, help us spread the word about CHMA's work by sharing stories via email or just telling your friends and neighbours to check out 106.9 FM or chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Saurabh and you're listening to CHMA. And now the weather. Clearing earlier this morning, fog patches dissipating earlier this morning, wind becoming northwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40 later this morning. High of 9, UV index 1 or low. Tonight, clear. 
wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, low 4, except plus 3 along parts of the coast, wind chill minus 9 overnight. Tomorrow, Friday, mainly sunny, wind becoming south 20 kilometers an hour gusting to 40 near noon, high of 10, wind chill minus 8 in the morning, UV index 1 or low. Friday night, periods of rain, low of 10. Saturday, periods of rain, high of 13. Saturday night, periods of rain or snow, low minus 3. Each year, the Tanchmark Community Association brings the community together to identify and offer assistance to those less fortunate. The Christmas Cheer Program provides food, clothing, and toys for households in need over the holidays. If you or someone you know would like assistance with Christmas food or gifts, please call 506-536-8883 or 506-536-5556 between the hours of 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. before December 5th. The program offers grocery vouchers, clothing, toy bags, gift cards, and more. If you're a community member or group that would like to donate or contribute, please reach out to the Tanchmark Community Association at info at christmascheersackville.ca for more information. CHMA wants to share your local events with the community. There are three ways to reach us. You can visit our website at chmafm.com and submit your local announcement under Community News. Then choose Send Us Your Local Announcement from the drop-down box. You can email us at psa at chmafm.com or you can call us at 506-364-2221. That's 506-364-2221 and leave a message. We would love to hear about your events.
Friday, everyone, and that was Midnight at the Garden Hotel by Moon River. And before that, you had Erica with your Tantramar Report. I'm your late morning host, JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. The time is 9.21, and what a perfect time it is for a little weather update on this Friday morning. So today, mainly sunny, with a high of 10. It is currently hovering right around freezing point at zero. Tonight, a little cloudy this evening, and rain beginning before morning. Uh, temperature also rising to 13 degrees by morning, but it looks like if you're attending Moonlight Madness tonight, uh, that the rain will hold off until uh, a good bit after the festivities are all done. On Saturday, that is tomorrow, to kick the weekend off, there will be rain with 10 to 15 millimeters, uh, low of minus two and a high of 15 degrees. On Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of plus one, and in the evening, cloudy periods with a low of minus seven. To start off the next week, a mix of sun and cloud on Monday with a high of zero, and in the evening, clear with a low of minus eight. On Tuesday, sunny with a high of zero, and a 60% chance of flurries with a low of minus 4. And on Wednesday, flurries or rain showers with a high of 6. And in the evening, rain with a low of plus 1. And that about does it for your weather update. Let's keep things rolling right into the music and be back with a few local announcements. So, up next, we have Bad Bad Not Good and Charlotte Day Wilson with their song, Sleeper. She was a sleeper, glad you found a dreamer 
Dylan Kim, and you're listening to CHMA.
time to let you know that I don't know. I don't know. Holding my hand and kissing my neck, you smile softly and watch me undress. Maybe it's time to let you know. I've been finding a reason. 